Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. And you know just as well as I do that being a dad is not easy, but today I want to remind you that it is worth it. Fatherhood is not easy, but it is worth it. You might never know, but I want you to know that there is an impact that there is a ripple effect because of your diligence, because of your discipline, because of your character and your integrity and your approach to fatherhood. There is an impact because of what you are doing and who you are as a dad. So be encouraged and fight the good fight of fatherhood. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. Well, the inspiration behind today's podcast is actually the trip that my family and I took over Father's Day weekend. That had me reflect a little bit on some things and think about myself as a father. And then with what I shared last week, it made me think about things that much more. Because remember last week, I don't think that the goal that we have as dads is to try and be a good dad. What our objective is, is to be the dad that our children need us to be. And I want to talk about that more at the end of this episode. Because again, the dad that I am right now to my six-year-old is not the dad that I can be to my 16-year-old or my 26-year-old or my 36-year-old. Everyone changes from season to season. And if that happens for our kids, then it absolutely has to happen with us as their dad, because we need to be what they need us to be as their father. And that changes season to season. So in reflecting on the trip, I had some thoughts, and I want to talk about this journey that we're on called fatherhood, because it is not easy, but I want you to know that even though I've not finished it, I can see the end, and I know that it's worth it. So I want to encourage you to stick with it and to fight the good fight of fatherhood, because it is worth it. It's worth it while you're in the thick of it, and it is absolutely going to be worth it at the end. But let me tell you about my trip. So we take the kids to a beach once a year because they are little beach babies. They love seashells and they love kicking the sand around, which always gets in everyone else's eyes, but they love doing it because it's fun. They like to splash in the water. I'll take one of them out at the time and we'll jump over the waves. We, we have a good time. And we wanted to do this a little sooner than we typically do in the summer because my wife had a foot surgery that happened on the 19th of June. And she didn't want to have some ridiculously looking tan line on her leg because she was in a cast while we were at the beach. So we planned the trip on Father's Day weekend. I knew the trip was not for me. I knew it was for the kids. It's totally fine with that because my world is them anyway. So we get there and I noticed that my throat was starting to feel a little bit scratchy on the left side. I woke up the next morning, and sure enough, my tonsils are swollen. I can't talk right. I'm still struggling to have my full voice back. So cut me some slack if it sounds a little funny. I'm still struggling, but I know when I have strep throat because my tonsils are huge. They might be the largest tonsils on the planet. Who's to say? Every time I go to the dentist, they always ask me if I can breathe, if I can breathe at night, if I ever wake up in the middle of the night gasping for air. And I always tell them no. And they always look back at me and say, 
You have the largest tonsils that I have ever seen. I've had three dentists tell me that probably in the last two or three years, even at the urgent care. So long story short, I had to go to the urgent care with JoJo. We were both confirmed with strep. And that was Friday morning, so that was fun. So beach day was basically ruined for that because with strep throat comes a little bit of exhaustion and sometimes fever in my case. So there wasn't a lot that I could do. And then you're contagious for the first 24 hours until you start taking the antibiotics. It's just a whirlwind. Uh, it's a mess. And especially on vacation, it's never something that you want, which ironically enough, that's the second time we had to go to that urgent care while on vacation at the beach. Back-to-back years. So we have a great streak going here. But while we were in the office, there were two nurses. And the first nurse just had to glance into my throat. She was like, oh, wow. And she looked back at the other nurse that was in the room, she's like, you got to go see that. And so she peeked in there and both of them confirmed my theory that I have the largest tonsils on the planet. So that was fun. But the point is, is I got strep throat. So I couldn't really enjoy the vacation. I couldn't really be the fun dad that I wanted to be. Had a lot of downtime, a lot of extra sleeping, which I didn't want to have on vacation, but that's what happened. And it just didn't meet expectations. I felt a little bit like a disappointment. Still got to have some fun. And on Father's Day, that's the day we drove back because my wife had surgery the next morning. So most of my Father's Day was waking up, hurting, feeling exhausted, and making a five-hour road trip home. And that's not necessarily the way that you want to spend your Father's Day. And Again, I don't look at Father's Day as make this all about me. Father's Day for me is almost every day because I get to be a dad every day. I, 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 just, I just enjoy it. That's just my perspective. That's the way that I, I look at this. But we got home, and the home was kind of a mess because no one had been here, and the dogs shed so much in the heat. Oh, boy. So we got home, and I did a lot of cleaning. And then the kids were a little outrageous. They had been a little over the top on the trip, and I couldn't really do much because I didn't really feel the best, and they were kind of stepping over the line, and they were really pushing the limits, and it only escalated more and more on the way home, and then once they got home, it kind of hit the tipping point. And so I took both of the kids, I put each of them in their room, and I had some pretty firm discussions with them. I told them the truth that they needed to hear. I told them that the way that they were acting was not okay. I told them that they are good kids, that they are kind kids, that they are loving individuals, and they're not acting that way. I showed them how they had been disrespectful, mainly to their mother and also to me. I had this discussion that you never really want to have with your kids, You never really want to have this sort of discussion with anyone, in all honesty. You never want to tell anyone that they are below par or that they're missing the mark and that they need to do things a little bit better. It's never really a fun conversation to let someone know, hey, um, you're not doing so hot. It's never a great conversation that you have to have, and it's never really one that you want to have with your kids, but you have to have that conversation with your kids from time to time because, again, Your children need your parental authority. Kids don't know. Kids will act the way that they want to act because they don't know the way that they need to act. They don't see the big picture 
like we see. But anyway, I felt the disappointment of not being able to be the dad that I felt like my children needed me to be on vacation. And then I got home and I felt like I was the dad that they needed me to be in that moment, but that's never really enjoyable to be. And for me, you know, I have this hat that I occasionally wear. I brought it. So as a number one dad, I wear this hat a lot and I wore it on vacation and I still wear it. But some days it just doesn't feel right. And, you know, just because I'm so over the top and I love fatherhood so much, I actually have the matching socks. I thought this would be a great opportunity to share that. I love being a dad. But there are plenty of days that I don't feel like I deserve to promote that. I know I'm not number one dad, but I enjoy thinking that I can be number one dad to my kids. But still, I know I fall short of that on occasions. And so all of this got me thinking about the challenge of fatherhood. There are plenty of disappointments that come with being a dad. There are plenty of failures that you will face while being a dad. And it's very easy for us to take our failure and then to allow that failure to define us. And we have a setback for 24 to 72 hours because we cannot get past the fact that we messed up, that we failed, that we came up short. As men, that is is such a difficult objective to overcome, to overcome failure to overcome shortcoming. We put this immense amount of pressure on ourselves to always be more, to always be sufficient. But we're not perfect. We're not perfect as dads. We're not perfect as husbands. We're not perfect as men. We are going to make mistakes. And we have to know how to handle those mistakes. We can't allow the mistakes to handle us. So when we make mistakes... We have to do the hard work of confronting that mistake and actually thinking it through and understanding this is why I made this mistake. This is why I tend to be this way. I need to change that. I need to adjust. I need to address the core issue so that I can be better, so that I can be the dad that my children need me to be. So don't allow failure to define you or to control you. Know that that is a part of this journey called fatherhood. But I want to talk about the idea of being the dad your children need you to be. I think this is difficult for a couple of reasons. Because when you are striving to be the dad that your children need you to be, I see this fulfilled in two avenues. The first is, in order for you to be the dad that your children need you to be, that means that you're going to have to change and grow. That means you're going to have to become something that you might not necessarily be right now. And that's a challenge. Learning new things, even if you are efficient at learning new things and learning quickly, it still takes time. If someone said, you know what, you have a great memory, I need you to memorize Spanish vocabulary. Okay, I can probably do that, but then I have to fit this in with everything else that I already do. I have spare time that I like to devote to other things. And now I have to try and do this because I need to be able to do something over here. And that can be a challenge. It's also a challenge, again, going back to the whole failure thing, to say, you know what, I'm not enough. I come up short in this area. And don't quit if that's what you think. It might be true. I'm not saying that you're wrong 
if you look at yourself and you say, I come up short here, that might be true. And it probably is often for all of us. But when we see the shortcoming, we don't quit. We take it one step at a time so that we can become the dad that our children need us to be. And so there, there's pressure that comes with that. And there's mental obstacles that we have to tackle when it comes to trying to be the dad our children need us to be, because that often points to us not being what they currently need, and that implies that we have to change, that we have to put in work. And I know we have a very comfortable culture. We like what we like when we like it. We want to just accept who we are and that still is applicable. There's still acceptance of who you are, but growing in other areas and changing in other areas of your life, that's not a rejection of who you are. You still know who you are in your core. And if you're a Christian, you have your identity in Christ. But just because you have your identity in Christ doesn't mean that you stop. Doesn't mean that you just no longer work and put in an effort and grow and change. You should do those things that much more if you have your identity in Christ. Because then whatever your hands find to do, you ought to be doing it with all of your might as unto the Lord. There's so many reasons why if your identity is in Christ, you should be eager to strive to grow and to be better. You have a different objective. You have a different mission. There's so much more that you should be prioritizing and valuing because of that identity in Christ. But when you see your shortcomings, don't allow it to be an obstacle that just causes you to sit down and say, I'm not good enough, I can't be good enough, I'm done. Because that's the worst thing that you can do. Whenever you see the shortcomings, just one step at a time, you take it day by day. I'm not trying to be the perfect dad. I understand that I am not the perfect dad. I understand that I will never be the perfect dad. I just need to be the dad that my children need me to be. And if I'm going to do that, and if you're going to do that, then we do it every day. We do it one day at a time. Each day, we aim to grow. You don't have to try and grow 10% every day. You don't even have to try and grow 1% every day. It's just every day you're looking for a way to be better. You're looking for a way to handle a situation differently than you did in the past. You're looking for a way to be mindful of something that you were mindless about previously, because then you can respond differently. Then you have an opportunity to do better in this next bout. Growth doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take you a long time to look back and say, you know what, I've come a long way. I have grown. I have advanced. I have become a better dad. I've been better for my children. It's going to take time. Don't get fixated on the short term and determine that you haven't done enough. Remember, this is a long game because you are always a dad for the rest of your life. You will always be a dad, and as long as you have your children you are striving to be the dad that they need you to be. So that's the first avenue, is trying to be something that you're not, because that's what your kids need you to be. And then the other thing that makes being the dad that your children need you to be a challenge 
is what your kids need you to be is not always what they want you to be. There will be times where your kids want your approval, your support, and your acceptance of their decisions, of life choices, of whatever it might be. But if you're going to be the dad that they need you to be, there will be times that you have to speak to them truthfully, and you have to tell them, I can't support this. I can't accept this. This is not right. You know that this is not the best choice for you. And you have to have those hard conversations, similar to the hard conversation that I had to have. Now, I understand that when you have a teenager, when you have a child in their 20s, even into their 30s, if they come with you with a big life change, it's probably going to be a much bigger hurdle than a six-year-old or four-year-old or a two-year-old that I have to deal with. Now, I know that those decisions that they make, they have a lot more behind them as they get older. I have, I've been there as a teenager. I've been there as someone in my 20s. I know the repercussions of decisions. I understand. So know that it gets harder, but know that you have to be willing to make that hard decision. It will hurt. It will not feel good. You will question if you actually love your kids probably, but you have to be the dad that they need you to be. You're not their best friend. You can function like a friend. You can have moments where you are a friend, but you're not the best friend who just supports and who rallies them on. You're their dad, and hopefully you're the dad that they need you to be, which means when they're making a dumb decision, you're that sage counsel that tries to steer them back in the right direction. You're that voice of wisdom that says, maybe you should look at this one more time and consider these alternatives. You should think about these things before you make this decision. You have to be willing. I have to be willing to be the dad that my children need me to be, even though it's not the dad that my children want me to be. My son, he's six, and he does not like when we have to have a serious talk. He gets upset, and he questions, why do you just have to talk to me so serious sometimes? And I tell him, I try to give him the imagery of the big picture, and I explain to him, you are a child right now, and the decisions that you make, they all have a reaction. They all have a consequence associated with them. But daddy and mommy get to control those consequences, those reactions. But when you step out of our care, mommy and daddy cannot always be there to help you confine and mitigate these consequences and these reactions. We're doing little things now so that you know what's right to do with the big things. So I think this is what makes fatherhood so challenging. This is at least one of the aspects that makes fatherhood so challenging. As we try to be the dad that our children need us to be, it often requires us to self-reflect and to determine where we come up short and then to give us a goal, a target that we can aim at so that we can work on these areas where we fall short in our own life so that we can be the dad 
our children need us to be. And then dealing with the tension of being the dad that our children need us to be when that's not the dad that they want us to be. That's a challenge. And that's something that we have to wrestle with. And oftentimes that brings about tension. And it brings about some other conflicts and some other issues that we have to navigate. But that's who we're called to be as dads. The dad that our children need us to be. Now, I will caution you when you have these conversations, make sure that you are always speaking truth in love. This is never a conversation that you have where you say, I told you so. You should probably just nix that from your vocabulary as a father. You don't want to have the I told you so moment with your kids. You don't want to rub something in their face. You're not someone who's trying to one-up them. You're a leader who is trying to serve them and help them grow and help them develop and help them become greater than you are. That's who we are as fathers. We're not someone who is a peer to our child who's trying to show them that we're better. We're someone who's better right now, but we're trying to make them even greater than we are. That's the goal. So those two things bring about this challenge that we have to deal with on this journey called fatherhood. But I want to remind you of something. I think this is why it's worth it. Because as we're the dad that our children need us to be, as we grow and as we develop and as we put in all this work to better ourselves so that we can be what our children need us to be, we bring them and elevate them to a new level earlier on in their life. We give them a greater head start. And this is what helps them surpass us in their life. We also give them that sage counsel, that wisdom that helps them and guides them to make better decisions and better life choices and to avoid some tragic mistakes along their life. And that also propels them ahead of us. And as we give them those things, what we are doing collectively, not just me, but collectively what we are doing as we strive to be the dads our children need us to be, we're fathering our future. And here's what happens when we do that. When we father our future and we instill principles into our children, we give them biblical guidance. We disciple them to be a part of God's mission. We teach them how to be good to everyone, not just those who are good to them, but to their enemies. We give them guiding principles that can help them go to God and give Him the space to direct their path. We do these things, and we instill characteristics and traits into our children, and what happens is they go out and they live those principles, and they live that example that we have set for them. They live out, just as they have seen us live out, the words that we have spoken to them. And maybe they're the person who crosses paths with another person, and they smile, and they acknowledge them, and they greet them. And maybe it's that greeting that lets that person know, you know what, people do see me. I'm not invisible. I'm not meaningless. And maybe it saves that person's life. That's the thing. We will never fully be able 
to see and comprehend the impact of what we do as people and as dads. Because as we pour into our children, we are equipping them to go out and be a part of God's mission. We are equipping them to be witnesses of the gospel of the kingdom to the whole world, to the communities that they find themselves in, to all the places their feet touch. We're equipping them to be witnesses of God's goodness. And maybe that saves a life. Maybe that revolutionizes a family. Maybe that provides purpose to another young man who grew up without a father who felt like his life was void of purpose. There are so many things that could happen. As we teach our kids to be givers, maybe they leave an extra generous tip that helps a server pay a bill that they were stressed out about. You never know the impact of what you do. And that is the beautiful thing when we collectively come together, we form community, and we have a shared common goal of trying to be the dad that our children need us to be. Accomplishing that through having a relationship with our children so that we know what they need us to be. And in doing that, we give ourselves a voice that is valued. We give ourselves an example that is followed, and we equip and we disciple our children to be a part of God's mission in a greater capacity than ourselves. And they go out, and they reach lives, and they touch hearts. That's how we father our future. That's what we are doing. So I want to encourage you. You might not see the reward of what you are doing. You might not see the return on your investment in your children but it is worth it. Fatherhood is not easy, but it is worth it. You might never know, but I want you to know that there is an impact, that there is a ripple effect because of your diligence, because of your discipline, because of your character and your integrity and your approach to fatherhood. There is an impact because of what you are doing and who you are as a dad. So be encouraged and fight the good fight of fatherhood. Stick with the journey. Stay the course. Don't quit. Overcome every obstacle. And know that you don't have to do this by yourself. You've got friends. You've got community. And if you feel like you don't have any community where you're at, you've got community here and with everyone who's a part of fathering our future. So don't give up. We're in this together. And we will overcome all the obstacles. We will be successful in this quest. So stay the path. Fight the good fight of fatherhood. And know that you're not alone. We're going to do this. This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me. And I hope you will join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.